When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Good afternoon. It's Thursday, October the 20th. My name is Cleo O'Flynn and you're welcome to English Time. We're on air in English here on Radio Sura Deje every Thursday from 1 to 1.30 and you can listen back to the programme on your online platforms or podcasts from the links we post on the Adeje Town Hall Facebook page. Today, an Italian freediver, a Ukrainian benefit and a Czech fest. But first, let's have a quick look at national news and I'm also keeping an eye on what's going on in the UK and I can tell you that Liz Truss, the British Prime Minister, is currently meeting with Sir Graham Brady and senior MPs. We'll let you know if anything happens there during the next half an hour. The third edition of the Jornadas Miradas Violetas takes place on October 25th and will concentrate on domestic violence, victim protection and the destructuring of violence of different types. Further, the panel of experts will look at how women who have been marginally racially are affected too. Registration is free and you can sign up online www.adeje.es and the event is in Spanish. Last month, the EU Islands Facility, NESOI, in collaboration with the Clean Energy for EU Islands Secretariat, organised the Islands Game Changer Award, recognising the evolution of sustainable islands projects that can serve as an inspiration for others. At the event, the Adeje Verde project was awarded second out of ten candidates. Adeje Verde is an ongoing project that works to share photovoltaic energy by creating energy communities. The first phase uses the roof of the Adeje School of Music, which has created a new energy community, benefiting 167 families, a cafeteria, a pharmacy and municipal buildings. Adeje's Council of Department of Economic Development and Job Creation under Raquel Rodriguez Alonso and in partnership with the Santa Cruz Chamber of Commerce have organised the first entrepreneurship fair taking place on Tuesday, October the 25th in the Costa Adeje Centre for Tourism Development, the CDTCA. This will be the first meeting bringing together businesses, individual entrepreneurs, students and other members of the public interested in the theme. And there are more details on adeje.es. Yesterday, the Fundación Diario de Avisos unveiled a statue created by sculptor Julio Nieto of sisters Anna and Olivia, the children of Beatriz Zimmerman, who were murdered by their father last year, victors of vicarious violence. Nieto said the statue of the two girls was representative, too, of the innocence of all children and reminded us of our duty to protect them. The statue is beside the La Gesta playground by the sea. There will be a benefit event this Saturday, October the 22nd, in the Adeje CDTCA to raise fund for, funds for Ukrainian children. Organised by the Oberegg Association, there will be a concert, food and a market. The evening will run from 5pm to 9pm. Tickets are €5 Euros and they can be bought online at tomaticket.es and if there are tickets left over, they can be bought on the door. And finally, Adeje are organising a free drone pilot course from November the 2nd to the 14th in the afternoons. To qualify, you must be on the Adeje Padron and registered with Adeje Global. 
the resistant, uh, the resident unemployment database. The link for registration is on the Adeche Town Hall Facebook page. You're listening to English Time Radio Sir Adeche with Cleo O'Flynn. Now, Umberto Pelisari is a retired world champion freediver. Here this week, giving a master course for instructors, I caught up with him before he went underwater. First of all, quick question. Apnea freediving, is it the same thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So apnea that- is the Greek word, but let's say that the apnea means not to hold in your breath. Okay. That's the meaning, okay? And uh, freediving is the name of the sport in this way. Okay, so that's... Very, and I mean, a quick explanation to people who aren't quite sure. What does freediving mean? Freediving means uh, going underwater as deep as you can, holding a breath, and then uh, return up to the surface and breathe again. Okay, so everyone's listening going, I can do that, but... Could be, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, running. Everybody can run, but... Okay. Uh, but it's how you run. Yeah, how you run, uh, how you train, how you resist, swim. You can swim like this. Okay. Swimming is an open. And you are, I think you're retired now from competition, but you have held world, world records in every single discipline of freediving. Is yeah, that right, Umberto? For, for the depth, for the outdoor disciplines. Okay, I never okay. competed in uh, indoor disciplines. I compete all the time in depth, in the sea. Okay, so there's different kinds of a freediving yeah. indoor is just staying underwater holding your breath. Is that right? Yeah, the static for uh, indoor uh, disciplines, you, you have uh, static, you stay as long as you can, dynamic, you stream underwater, dynamic with and without fence. Depends on you. So there's lots of different categories within freediving. It's not simply yeah, getting yeah, up the water and going uh, as deep as you can. Man's separation is uh, uh, indoor or outdoor. Why did you start? What, what drew you to this as a sport apart from any other sports? Maybe you don't believe me, but I started. Uh, I, I went to the pool. My mother sent me to the pool because I was afraid of work. In but, yeah, yeah, in Italy, sure, I'm Italian. But not water in deep water, just for shower. Anytime I saw shower, I thought that after I had shampoo on my head, <laughs> on my face, and I started to cry. So she sent me to the pool, and after six months, I started with the competition and whatever. What age were you? About four, that was five years old. Oh, okay, so just a few years ago. Just in, uh, three, four years ago. <laughs> and then I started competing. And, you know, when you compete, uh, you, you spend minimum, uh, you go minimum two hours per day in pool, training, help. Uh, during the high school, I went twice per day before, uh, before school and after. So I, during these years, I discovered free diving, the pleasure of holding your breath, moving on the water. You know, it's all. So, I mean, you could have been swimming, you could have been doing racing in terms of crawl, breaststroke or diving, but there was something about free driving, free diving that was special or was it challenging yourself? Yeah, at the beginning it was absolutely a challenge with myself, at the beginning, because I started to, I wanted to test myself for how long I could stay underwater, you know, holding my breath. That was the first step. After the step, after the challenge starts with the other guys, you know, the, the other kids like me walking with me uh, training with me swimming and we started you know challenging each other I, I can do it I, I, here. I go away I at the beginning we were very young we didn't count the pools but the number of uh, how do you call this the so the lanes under yeah the, no, no, the, the, oh the tiles yeah the tiles underwater because we didn't finish one pool so we cut in the tiles and that was the very first step 
And we, you know, for us, it was easy to practice because every day we are underwater, we are in the water swimming. Yeah. And after the training, we remained a little bit longer just to test ourselves. I uh, was able to hold the bread longer. And a little bit of edgy competition with the other kids, but some you kept going. When the other kids gave up, you kept going. Yeah, at the beginning, even the other were, were okay. I'm, I was not strong. I was not, I didn't know anything for all. But after when I stopped competing, competition, uh, swimming competition, I decided that I want to get better as a freediver. Okay. That time, there was no internet, uh, no freediving workshops. Or, and so I tried to test on myself different techniques. I realized that uh, the mental part for freediving was absolutely important. So I, I started to practice yoga, breathing technique, pranayama. And then uh, during the, uh, I was in the army, in the fireman group. And uh, after the, after the university, I finished the university, I had a few more uh, months. And I went to Elba Island, always in the fireman, to practice uh, deep freedom. Elba Island? Yeah. Where Napoleon was, was banished to, no? Yeah, correct. It's beautiful. Very beautiful. So I was there, I was a good freediver, but just in the pool, because where, where I was born in the north of Italy, you have no sea. Okay. So you cannot practice deep. You, you have the lakes, but lakes are cold, no visibility. Scary. Yeah, scary and for safety is not good. Well, that was you when it conditions. So I was just uh, strong in the pool, that's it. And after, when I moved to Elba, I started to train my uh, freediving qualities also for that. Uh, and... and is it, is it dangerous? Is it a dangerous sport? I think it's, chef, let's say, I want to be sincere. Freediving could be dangerous if you practice freediving without uh, security. Okay. okay. If you have no safety, could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. But according to me, before thinking about freediving, you, you have to think, how can uh, I guarantee the safety for okay. the session, for, for the training, for the competition? That's it. Because, I mean, I know there are spots in the world that freedivers consider nirvana, the mecca of freediving. Yeah. I mean, there's their blue deep pools. Yeah. But without control, can you get lost? Do you, do you lose yourself when you go down? What are you feeling? What do you feel inside when uh, you're men- deep diving? It is, I, I won't talk about the mental box. What is, uh, what I like anytime I freedive is, you know, going deep. Personally, I lose the sensation of my body. Okay, at the end, I feel my body only one end. The end, let, let's say, this ball yeah. okay, is myself, it's my body. I have to equalize, and I feel it here. Orbit, and I feel it here, okay? And that's a beautiful sensation. So it's, it's mental, because when you arrive to the bottle, where we want to go, you move your hands, you know, you pull, pull up your body. So it's, it's mental, but that's, that's a real deep sensation. And is that where the potential danger is if you don't have people that no, come no. or you could forget to start going up again? No, no, that's, that's a message that arrived with the big blue, you know, the film by Luc Besson. Yeah. That you want to go deep, you don't, you don't, you don't like for life in normal condition. You grow for, you go with mermaids, with dolphins. That's, <laughs> you know, that's fiction, you know. Yeah. Any pre diver knows that, uh, you have to control yourself. You have to listen to your reactions. And that's very important. So you can enjoy and at the same time, uh, dive, uh, free dive with, uh, you know, understanding what you have to do. You are never away from yourself, your capacities. Maybe today I dive a hundred meters deep and tomorrow 80 meters. 
I feel my mother say, hey, turn and come back. It's time you to go. You have to, you have to follow that along because any day we change and in free diving, you, it can happen. So. Because conditions change and you've changed and you Yes, sometimes very simply, when you're up to the surface, you didn't prepare yourself in a good way. Okay. That's why the, you know, the alarm, let's say so, is coming earlier. I said, so you, you, you were one of the founders of the Apnea West European Diving Centre here in Tenerife. Yeah. Why did you pick Tenerife? What was about here that, that attracted you, that made you think this is where I want to... Here you have uh, all best locations. Okay, you have uh, the depth very close to the coast, the edge. Uh, it's never too cold. Okay, you have uh, transpire water. React. So the best, uh, some of the best condition you can find for uh, free diving. It's easy to play because you have no boat, you king, and uh, after one minute you have all that in the name. Okay, so that's important. It's uh, it's an island, so if you have wind from the south, it would be north, and that's uh, there you can uh, you can practice and train. And and another point, which is not technical, is more human. I feel myself at all here. Okay. Good. So I know the CDO, uh, I know all the people that are uh, organizing the sports activities in this area. They invited me at the beginning. I'm still here after 20 years. <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, Villa Maria, they're, they're happy to have the uh, house uh, here. Then every bit of training, we cross the road and we have uh, one of the best sports center in the world. So I think you have everything you need for uh, our street. Which is why the course is fully booked. Yeah, the, the course is both. We are people coming from uh, 17 uh, different uh, countries. My goodness. Singapore, Taiwan, uh, Korea, uh, East of Europe, Europe, uh, Canada, uh, Israel, many. And, and these are already free divers. These are not they're, beginners. They're, no, they're not beginners. This is an instructor course. They come, they have uh, experience, skillness. Uh, uh, they practice since uh, years and uh, they come here. Not to get better as a free diver, they could get better also because we spend uh, five, six hours per day in the water. But they have to learn here how to get a better instructor. Okay. And being a strong athlete, it doesn't mean that you are a good instructor at the same time. Okay, no, it's not the same thing. Final question. It's not an Olympic sport yet. Do you think it should be? Will it be? supposed to get the demonstrative sport in Paris 2024. But uh, we'd be probably in 2028. It would be, a, a, so a demonstration sport. Demonstration, and after the demonstration, could get the uh, official sport. Okay, so uh, you're for them for that, are you? Freediver was an uh, Olympic sport at the beginning of the century. Oh. Till uh, 1920, okay. Interesting. And, uh, yeah, and uh, the first uh, time freediver was officially a sport in uh, Olympics was uh, in uh, Paris, uh, uh, 1914, 1920, something like that. It's, wow, so it's coming back. And I was just looking up. In fact, diving was included in the Olympic Games for the first time at the 1904 Games in St. Louis. There you go. And then there was artistic diving where people would do the fancy twists and turns. Let's stay with water for just a little bit longer. And this is uh, Orinoco Flow with Enya.
And that's just a touch of uh, Enya, Clannad Celtic style. news and in-depth interviews from here and abroad don't miss english time radio sir adeki and i'm joined in the studio by katarina zimina have i got that right yes okay katarina welcome to english time <laughs> thank you for coming in now you're from ukraine you're from kiev Yes. Uh, and you were there when the war started. So uh, yes, I was in Ukraine when the war started and um now I'm here. I uh, need to go um because it's not safe to, to be in Ukraine at that time. Um how I, long have you been here? Uh half a year. Half a year. And did you come with your family? I come here with my son and um my husband stay in Ukraine to protect our home. Okay. And um, it's very difficult for me. Now because we I can see him. Okay. I take my mother here. He okay. come in September. And uh, have you more family in Kyiv still? Uh yes, near oh. the Kyiv but uh, they're in safety place but uh, it's um not safety in all of Ukraine now. Okay. I mean I don't want to ask you questions that upset you. <laughs> yes. So you can tell me to stop. Okay. Um when you came here 6 months ago like many people i'm sure you didn't think the war would still be going on yes uh, 7 y- months later yes i uh, uh hope that the war um, stopped the near the months maybe mm-hmm. but now i understand it's a long time and um, i think it's i don't I can't see the end of this war. You can't see the you end of can't, it. I can't see because uh, I um, um call my sister and now uh, now she in Ukraine and um, she asked me the um, rockets is flying the civilians people dying it's every day and um Do you think it's, it's worse than it was? Yes, it it worse. It's worse. Okay. And Do you feel I mean you must feel very depressed and worried about the future? Yes. Um uh, it's um okay. You do, it's okay. I mean I really don't want to upset you <laughs> yes, because it's, it's hard difficult to, to, uh, to you, say about it. People uh, like myself, people who live here in in the west of Europe, we still just watch it on the television news and we've been shocked by it, but you've lived through it. So I I feel bad asking you questions that will, you know, upset you or or make you think about things that you don't want to. Uh, it's very difficult to discuss this topic for me because I saw on my own eyes uh, all the situation as I was in the first day and first night uh, 24 February in uh, Kyiv and uh, from my window I saw the bomb. I saw the fire. It was uh, terrifying terrible and um that's why i uh, can't uh, discuss this okay. topic query well let's talk about other things you you've been here for six months now we're not sure about the numbers how many ukrainian people do you think came to the canary islands or to tenerife um, at, during the war um maybe southern okay. i saw many people many family um 
goes to ten, comes the camp to Tenerife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and stay here. And uh, I want to say thank you, organization Abrik, to take a support of Ukrainian families and um, to Maxim Spivakov. Uh, so in general, I mean, the Ukrainian families, I'm not going to say they've had a good time here, but they were well, well, they were welcomed by the Tenerife people, by the Obereg organization. And they're, I mean, they're happy enough here as they can be. Yes, uh, it's, um, but we want home. You want, of course you want to go home. Yes, it's uh, the Spanish to people, be temporary. the organization, uh, very, very uh, kind for Ukrainian families who need to be there now, mm-hmm. but um, we want home. We the, wait. Okay, so this for you is just temporary. Yes. This yes. is just, uh, yes, if it full, lasts full another month, another six months, another year, you're going home. Yeah. Kiev is your home. Mm-hmm. Um, and how about, I mean, again, uh, you don't know, I was going to ask you this, but politically, do you think that Western countries, the United States, England, Ireland, Germany, France, they're, they're doing enough to help you for now? Um, I don't know for sure because I'm not a political person. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, wa- I want to thank you uh, for all the countries who support Ukraine in this difficult period of time okay. and uh, um, that I watch. That's enough. Okay. It's not fair. I mean, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you that question. You are here to talk about this benefit event that's happening on October the 22nd at five o'clock in the CDTCA, which is uh, part of Adeche. Now, this is run by the Obereg Association, and that's a Ukrainian help association. Yeah, yeah. It uh, was a concert um, with uh, artists, uh, children artists from Ukraine, Spanish artists, uh, multi um, multicultural multicultural concert yes and uh, it was a yarmarka uh, where we can uh, where all of people who come uh, can um, try to some dishes from Ukrainian culture so you're going to have kind of like yeah. a, a food section yes, and yes. a market section market section you uh, if you want you can buy something and uh, take a rest and uh, some pleasant time and and so during that there'll be music and singing and dance. Yes, it was. It will be music, it will be. <laughs> yeah, dancing and um, interesting. Uh, okay, and and I'm just having a look at the poster here. So, um, what time does it start? It, it starts at fi- at five o'clock. Seventeen hundred hours. Okay. Now people can buy tickets at tomaticket.es. Can do we know if they can buy them if they just come along as well? Um, you're not quite sure. Okay, I'll find that out anyway because I'll be able to let people know later on in the program. Um, and are you doing anything yourself during the concert? Are you singing? Are um, you dancing? Uh, I just will be here and uh, to send of all a good uh, smiling, the good vibes, <laughs> the good vibes. Yes. Okay. The name of the concert, and I'm going to translate it, is um, "Help a Ukrainian Child." Yes. So, will the money be going? particularly to help Ukrainian children here in, yes, in Tenerife sure. and Spain. Uh, yes, uh, it um, goes to all of Ukrainian children who stay in Spanish and uh, Tenerife, Canary Island um, to um, take a, um, food uh, support or uh, medicine support on something like that. Okay. Um, Okay, so that's, that will be specifically for them. Yeah. I mean, there must be orphans now. There must be Ukrainian children as well who are here either without their father, like your own son. 
uh, or maybe who have a, an even sadder story to tell. Um, I'm just wondering, do you feel that even after you go home, um, that it will be important for countries here in the West to continue to look to Ukraine to help Ukraine because rebuilding the country is going to be a very long struggle indeed. Yes, I agree with you. It, uh, we need to support support uh, another country and uh, I um, um, one more time want to say thank you for Spanish uh, government, for Spanish people, for Canary Island uh, people. They're very open mind and um, uh, we believe the, that the war stopped and uh, we can uh, come back for our home. You want to come? And uh, yes, of course, we need to support him. Okay, so yeah, I mean, I'm just saying to people who are listening, these kind of events, obviously, hopefully will be taking place long after the war is over and we hope the war is over soon because we've all seen on television yeah. the destruction of your country, yes. the absolutely unfair and wicked destruction of your country. So anybody, if you're free on Saturday at 5 o'clock in the CDTCA, a wonderful evening of Ukrainian song, dance, food, products. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Katerina will be there herself and tickets are available. She'll be waiting at the door with a <laughs> yes. big smile. Tickets are available at tomaticket.es. Thank you. Right, let's have a listen to a Vilnius version of Stefania, which won the Eurovision. I love this. It's in English and it's a, it's a voice orchestra behind it. Let's have a quick listen. Just to let you know, Downing Street have called a that they're going to have a one thirty statement. We're expecting Liz Trust to speak. Anybody who's interested in British politics. But for me, that's all for today. I'd like to thank Gonzalo Lopez in the control room, all my guests, and uh, the Oberig Association is oberig.es if you want to help Ukrainian people here in the Canary Islands. Thank you very much. Above yellow sunflower fields, bring it back. Don't let history repeat. Brothers and sisters, they are fighting in the street. But the light of tomorrow for all of us, for our peace. With hot tempers, burning yellow blue. Long as we agree, we will stand by you. They wanna lie, but they gain hot the truth. In the darkest hour, the light will shine through.